Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. And Garrett Price. How's it going? It's going. We got a lot to talk about here as we enter week nine of the fantasy football season, dynasty season. Dynasty summer is over. It was a hot dynasty summer. We're into dynasty fall. Things are cooling down here. Teams are cooling down here. We got a lot to discuss. Big news, bad news, all kinds of things. Um, when it comes to players out for the year, out for life. Yep. Um, and injuries and what's to do with it in our dynasty leagues, where are we at? There's still a lot of, a lot of weeks to go essentially, even in the fantasy season with this extra week here. Um, but starting to get down to the nitty gritty here, um, for the playoff run. So before we get into all that, how about a word from our friends at thrive fantasy? You can come up and prop up on thrive fantasy. This football season, thrive fantasy is a daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. Now, with Thrive, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. You get to choose 10 out of the 20 players they have props. So they are just you know situations like, hey, you know, will Baker Mayfield, will his receivers drop eight footballs or they drop the over-under on that? Like, I'm taking the over. These guys have butterfingers. You know what I mean? It's like, let them go hang out with Bart Simpson. Or, you know, will Derrick Henry break one toe or five toes? Who knows? Like, I'm going to take the under because he's not even playing. So he's not going to break any toes. Those are kind of prop bets you get on there. Well, not really. They're really like, hey, will Baker throw an interception or not? Those kind of prop bets. But you get my drift. Um, each prop is assigned a fantasy value from both the over and the under based on how likely it is to hit. So if you go against the grain, you're going to get a little bit more points, put you in a better position to win that $5,000. And you hit the most props, rack up the most points, win a share of the prize pool. And right now... With the promo code NERDS, you get a 100% instant first deposit match, which means you put $100 in, all of a sudden your account, $200 to gamble. That's free money, peeps. Free money. So all you got to do is download the Thrive Fantasy app on the App Store or Play Store or visit thrivefantasy.com. Make sure you use that promo code NERDS to get that free money. Now, into the week. Now, I want to start this off with the injuries. The, the biggest news here um, is Derrick Henry. Actually, you know what? That's I would the, say there's a lot of big news this week. That's not it's the been a weird news. week. Um, I'm going to start off a different way here. Henry Ruggs, um, obviously, a lot of details are unknown. Got into a very serious car accident just yesterday, uh, Monday or Tuesday early morning. Rear-ended a young lady with his car. He had his girlfriend as a passenger, and a young woman passed away. Due to this accident, she was 23 years old. Um, Henry Ruggs career is clearly in doubt now at this point. Um, For sure. you know, they say minimum two years if it's a, if it's a DUI homicide, minimum two years on that maximum, I think it was like 20. Yeah. So yeah. odds of Henry Ruggs playing again, you, you know, some of the stuff is crazy. I've seen people bring up, you know, things like Dante Stallworth, but that person was jaywalking. Um, this is a different situation. He literally rear ended somebody at three 30 in the morning. She died. It was a young lady, 23 year, 23 years old. And it really just makes me sick to my stomach. You know, not just a guy like Henry Ruggs, who's a multimillionaire, um, who literally has a button on his phone. It's just a button on your phone that you have to hit if you have if you had anything to drink, anything to smoke, anything, whatever, to um, maybe you were just up for 24 hours and you can't think straight because you've just been up so long. You have a button on your phone you could tap, and somebody will come pick you up and drive you home. You know, not all of us have millions of dollars, millions of dollars on the line, but we all, you know, a million dollars for him. You know, thousands of dollars for us, hundreds of dollars for some of us. It goes, you know, it means a lot. So if you, if you get a DUI, you lose all of that. And even more importantly, you have the potential to lose your freedom, which is even goes beyond money. And even more important in this situation, somebody can lose their life over that stupid yeah. ass decision. So, I mean, please, first of all, besides fantasy football, I mean, if, for any reason you feel like you're impaired to drive and it doesn't have to be drugs. It doesn't have to be, you know, marijuana. It could just be, you're just too tired to drive, right? Like you just don't feel good. Hit the damn button on your phone. That shit, it just drives me crazy, man. Nowadays we have so much access to these kind of things and people still, it even drives me crazier that people are in position where like you have a $60 Uber bill. It means nothing to you. You know, right. I, and I get some people to make up against it. Like, Hey, this is a $50 Uber bill. I can't even pay my rent this month, you know, like that's, I get, I, I get it, but still, man, 
there's way more to lose than $50 or being a week late on your payment. So starting there for the first and foremost, when I see this stuff like this, it drives me crazy. But if you own Henry Ruggs, it's just, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's likely over. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you've missed your cell window there. There was a little bit of time there during the day when there was a lot of uncertainty. Now everyone knows the, Severity. Unfortunate, yeah, unfortunate severity of the incident. So, I mean, there's there's nothing you can do with your your dynasty shares of them. You said, I mean, if you want to cut them, you can cut them. Um, if you have a taxi squad, he's still available on there. Uh, you can put them on there. If you have room, I would hold them because again, these millionaires sometimes find crazy ways to get out of these situations. You know, for me, I'm locking this dude up for a long time. You know, if if it turns out that he was impaired, again, I don't know all the details, so I'm not gonna come hard on Henry Ruggs right this second because I don't know the details what happened. Right. Um, Those are still gonna come out, but yeah, you missed that window. I know Izzy Elkafas in our uh, Ultimate Dynasty Podcast League. As soon as he heard about the accident, before any news broke, he put him out there. He's like, "Hey, I saw Henry Ruggs was in an accident. I saw the picture of the accident. Anybody want him for a twenty-three second and have him?" And Tyler Gunther bought him. Mm-hmm. And then literally an hour later, the news broke. Sucker. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, so that didn't work out too well for him. Sorry, Tyler. So, I mean, Tyler's always on the bad end of some trades. Sometimes really it's, just, it's just really the the what he does well uh, is just make bad trades. So. Yeah, I mean, you're stuck with Henry Ruggs. Would any of you cut him right now? I know I would not cut him. No, I don't think I'd cut him. I mean, it's it's obviously, it would be a moral thing if I was to cut him. I think it would be a bad uh, business decision to just cut him cut him loose right now with so much. I mean, I know we, we are getting details, but there's still so much uncertainty how it's going to play out uh, down the line. Yeah, if you don't, if you're not up against it, you know, I know some people play smaller um, rosters for their dynasty leagues. If that's the case, you know, it's only 25 total spots or, you know, 22 total spots or something like that. And you need the space. I'm fine with it, but I'm not necessarily cutting him just to cut him uh, unless I absolutely need the spot. Yeah, if I had to cut him, I'm okay. Again, there's the odds no, are. Odds right. are he's not playing right. probably ever again. Probably not. And even, you know, even if it's best case scenario, um, you know, assuming that it was a DUI, you know, he does get convicted even two years. Uh, we're, we're talking two years from when all of this plays out by the time the court case goes through and all of that. Like, so we're talking probably three to four years of actual NFL time. That's a, that's a lot of time to miss and be oh, able to come back and still be effective. And there, and there was the, the fact that he was also in the car accident. I mean, he, he was in the car accident. He was, he yeah, was injured as well. At, he was listed as serious um, as far as injuries. I heard he broke his hip. Um, and, and there you go. That's the rumor. Yeah. I hadn't, I didn't heard that for it, sure. Confirmed. I heard it from Tyler Gunther and he's one detail. Oh, really? He's the one that wrote it. He's he digging. was digging deep after that tree. Yeah. Trying yeah, to find was. some like, sort of like. He was calling the hospital like, Hey, I'm Henry Ruggs's <laughs> steps son. <laughs> is this hip okay? <laughs> Tyler Ruggs. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it is what it is there, you know? Yeah. It's, it's a very sad situation. Make All stupid right. choices, uh, get stupid penalties, and live with the consequences. Uh, on, the, on another note, which is, you know, sad for a lot of people out here, the contenders, the number one fantasy football running back, Derrick Henry, is now likely done with the seat for the season. That dreaded jones fracture mm-hmm. yeah so it's the fifth fifth metatarsal right yep. um same same type of thing they didn't actually call it a jones fracture but that is basically the same injury right it's a jones but, fracture yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, some people did call it that. yeah usually requires surgery and a screw and all that kind of good stuff and and was it eight to ten weeks which essentially i mean especially for the fantasy season no matter what i mean that's that's the season so. the average the average missed time, I believe, was nine and a half weeks. Yeah. It was like the average, what it averaged out to. I feel like the people that have rushed it back, though, also have had issues coming yeah. back. So. Yeah, and, and we were talking with, uh, I believe it's pronounced Devin Leland is his last name, but he does some writing for us and we're talking with him a little bit. And I asked him, I was like, is there any concerns long term? Do- doctor? Yeah, he is a doctor. Dever- yeah. He is a doctor. He is a medical doctor. Yes. He's a learned doctor. Uh, but yes, uh, so he, he said that it's not foolproof, and especially the guy of Derrick Henry's size, um, there is about 10% you know, re-injury, and there's a lot of risk with that too. So it's it's not a great situation, and he's not the youngest player either. So it it's one that does have me concerned. I don't think we're going to see him again this year. I would be shocked if we saw him, even, even in a playoff run, which I don't know that they'll be able to have without him. Uh, but even there, I would be surprised. I think they're going to want to try to do the best they can to 
secure their best asset on that team. And I think they're probably shutting them down for the season. I, I believe so too. And, so, and I, I want to apologize before you go on to everybody, because this is all my fault. It, um, I got a lot of people telling me that. Yeah. Did it? That it was your fault. Oh, really? Yeah. They're like, you the moment Rich says. Declared him. <laughs> yeah. That he's on board with Derrick Henry. Boom. There it goes. People told you that? Literally, I had like three people DM me. <laughs> be like, you realize this is Rich's fault, right? <laughs> well, they're right. It is my fault. I finally, after years come around, I moved Derrick Henry up my dynasty ranks to my number two overall dynasty running back. Uh, in the beginning of the year, I'm like, you know, dude, this dude's just been super healthy too. Like we talked about it. Like yep. there's no Unreal. way for how many carries he gets that he could stay healthy again this year. Like the odds are just against it. So we put that bad mojo on him. I moved him on my rankings literally a week, not even a week later. He's hurt and out for it's even a minor injury. He's out for the year. So far, all you Derrick Henry owners, which of course I'm clearly not clearly a Derrick Henry owner. Uh, I think I've got him in one last nerd standing league. I think, but even then, I took over a team for somebody who got sick and so I couldn't you didn't draft a team. I didn't even draft him. Uh, I take full responsibility. Matt, go on with a real. Facts, not oh, no. Uh, you know, obviously, Derek, Derek, Derek Henry is a very unique running back, irreplaceable type of guy. They're not going to be able to replace him with just one person. So it took him like Adrian Peterson, Jeremy, Jeremy McNichols. Jeremy McNichols. They went out and signed uh, Dante Foreman uh, again, who is a similar style, type, style type, big yeah. physical back. Um, Two years moved from the ACL or three years removed? Uh, three years, and that was an Achilles. Achilles, just what I meant to say. Yeah, so so we'll see what it actually looks like on the field, but how do you guys see this like affecting the rest of the team's fantasy assets? Because clearly you're not going to get as much production out of, out of the running back position. Even if you got one of those right. guys, Adrian Peters, you're not going to get the same kind of production. But what do you guys see? How do you guys see Tannehill, uh, well, for example, or, or the other wide receivers? The, the tricky part is I, I think the – Gut reaction at first is, well, they're going to have to throw the ball more, so that's going to be good news for the receivers, blah, blah, blah. I think it's kind of a, a net loss still, though, because the, one of the best things that Ryan Tannehill has done is in the play-action game. Yep. And mm -hmm. without a running back that's a true threat, that play-action isn't nearly as effective. Uh, so... I think for Tannehill, I would say it's either same or maybe slight dip down. For A.J. Brown, we, Julio Jones hurt again. That's kind of been his M.O. for the past three or four seasons. So right. A.J. Brown will still probably get his, and he's always liable to make a big player two per game. He's going to get a lot of targets. So that's the only one that maybe has a slight tick up. But even I there, I would say I it's probably right. even. I would say I would look at your waiver wires for Jeff Swain, see if he's on your waiver wire. Um, I, I know I looked in a couple of my leagues. He was, and these are 30-man roster leagues. Jeff Swain was on a waiver wire. Okay. Uh, I picked him up in the leagues to score a touchdown this past week. Uh, another big body out there with Julio being out, an option there. Um, haven't heard anything. Is Josh Reynolds hurt? Um, no, he's just not good. Oh, okay. Just, just wondering. <laughs> I knew it was one of the two. Either he was hurt, hurt, invisible, or just not good. He's just not uh, good. Option yeah. C, uh, as always. Yeah. Um I think Jeff swims there. I mean, Adrian Peterson, he averaged in Detroit last year, he averaged almost four yards per carry. 3.9. Yeah, so he averaged almost four yards per carry Three, last year. 3.9. <laughs> on a team that's going to pound the ball pretty significantly, he's going to do what they do. I know they're bringing Deontay Foreman. He's nobody. Jeremy McNichols, um, a pass catching back, but pretty stout. You know, yeah, has I good think he has the most well. upside. Definitely the most upside, but I think Adrian Peterson is. We're going to talk about him in the buy sell episode uh, next sh show. Is he a buy? Is he a sell? Tune in and find out for the Nerd Herd episode. Uh, but we're going to talk about him as well. So I think I won't go into details. We're talking about next episode. So I don't want to like get into Adrian Peterson now. Sure. We're going to talk about him for, in the for, next show. For me, though, you have a guy in McNichols that is already there, already a part of the offense. Yeah. You're right. He has the pass catching ability. So I think if there's anybody that takes over the job, it would be him. But I think the most likely scenarios, all of them are involved and it just makes it very, ugh. is this a buy window in dynasty for Derrick Henry? Like, do you go out, you know, a little older, we were saying sell now, but do you think for a team? Cause obviously if you, if you have Derrick Henry, you're a championship caliber team, most likely a top three team at this point, you have the number one fantasy football running back. Um, you don't carry running backs like him. If you're, you're rebuilding. Right. So, you know, is it is this a move if you're a mid-range team? Say you're just banged up for injuries, you can use a little bit of running back help. 
you kind of want to do addition by subtraction. You know, you have like one running back left. Maybe like Austin Eckler is your only running back right now. And, then, and you're back, you're battling up with like Naheem Hines. Cause say you had JK mm-hmm. Dobbins in, uh, Cam Akers. and Cam Akers, you know, do you offer like a lateral switch? If you had Austin Eckler, would you give up Austin Eckler right now? If, if you're in that scenario only or another running back, whoever it may be for Derrick Henry, do you make that move with, with the anticipation you can compete next year with Derrick Henry? Or do you just say, if, no. if you're one of these teams that's completely decimated with injuries and now all of a sudden, you know, you've got Austin Eckler left on your team and you're just looking to kind of tank the rest of the season, I would make that move. It's not like, uh, what, what kind of shelf life does Austin Eckler have? You know what I mean? Like another two, another two years, two years. Probably. You could probably still get two years out of Derrick Henry. Don't you I think? agree? Yeah. So and, I, I think at probably at higher production as well. And I think that's the type of running back I would be willing to trade one. That's maybe technically in their prime, but they're, they're reaching the end of their career as opposed to one of these younger running backs with upside. I wouldn't be as keen on trading one of those types of players for a Derrick Henry, but yes, a guy that's 26, 27 years old. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, and, you, and I make sure, too, before you make that move, check your team. You know, get, get yourself a reality check. Cause, you know, there's not a lot of players that average over 25 points per game. There's not a lot of those. Those are literally, truly difference makers that push you to the top of your league. Mm-hmm. So whenever move you do make, whatever you make your move, you get to imagine you're going to take a step back about almost 10 points per game. So make sure you look at your team before you make a, a drastic move like that. Like, oh, I just got to replace Derrick Henry with uh, Nick Chubb. You know, like something along those lines. Then you realize, oh, my gosh. I was just getting my team's okay. Now I'm getting 15 points a game instead of 20, 28 points. You know, yeah. he was averaging 28 points per game. I remember we talked about it. He was, he was on the Christian McCaffrey level where like True. what made Christian McCaffrey so leak unique was nobody averaged 30 points per game. You know, Derrick what I, Henry was close. You know what I just realized too? I, we were talking about Tyler Gunther earlier. I made several trades with him this off season and I decided, you know, I'd go all in. And so he, two of the players that I got from him were Derrick Henry and Christian McCaffrey so I'm pretty sure that's his fault <laughs> that all of those guys are, are now hurt. It is his fault. Thanks a lot, Thanks, Tyler. Tyler. Jeez, yeah, don't, Tyler. Don't uh, probably uh, probably like bumped elbows with Baker Mayfield too. Thanks a lot, Tyler. <laughs> Jeez. He did make a trip life. up here to Cleveland. Oh, he did. Yeah. B- Baker's. I have Baker on that team as well. So <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe it's my see, fault. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it is your fault. Maybe it's my fault. We see put Price over here. He's like, <laughs> killing our guys. Um, for um for the record, I in Superflex, I am I'm I'm somewhat nervous about um Ryan Tannehill. Just like I mean, just to lay that out there as well. For what for the same reason that you were talking about, he, his game is predicated so much on on the play action and and to not have that kind of threat in the backfield. Just not sure what kind of looks he's going to be getting. So uh, before we moved on, I did I did want to put in my two cents and the, there. About and the, the weapons Ryan. are slim. I mean, you go from having Julio, AJ Brown, Derrick Henry, you know, like. Anthony Ferks, it's like now you're sitting here like, you got, oh. a, you got A.J. Brown. Hey, A.J. I mean, I'm glad to have him. I have A.J. Brown on several Great of my player. teams. Yeah, Peppered. Peppered. But, I mean, just in, you know, from an NFL standpoint, the AFC is wide open. You know, Titan, these number one seeds are flip-flopping left and right now. It's the Titans, and also they lose Derrick Henry. There we go. Yeah, everybody I mean, was talking. Good. Yeah, everybody was talking about the Chiefs and the Browns as like you know the the, the real contenders, and, and they both and like they're both five hundred. Yeah, and <laughs> roadkill right now. <laughs> and everybody's sitting there talking like Baker, like oh Baker, this like dude, why isn't anybody talking about the fifty million dollar year man Pat Mahomes? Like people are talking about like oh Baker's this, but, but, but Pat Mahomes has been playing terrible. He has not played well this year. Is he a sell rich? No, definitely not. <laughs> no, no. He's a buy. This is a window. I'm just kidding. Open up that window and sneak your way in there and get some of that Here nookie. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Robinson, heel bruise, day to day. Does anyone know the sever- severity? Has that come out yet at all? Yeah. Is this one of these things that's just kind of uh, in, in-game injury that's going to kind of blow right over? I, I think I think that's the case. Uh, Urban, Urban was talking about it a little bit, and I guess they had avoided a, a more significant injury that they were worried about. So the fact that they have him listed as day to day makes me feel like he has a very good shot to play this week. Even if he doesn't missing one game is not the end of the world. He, he could still fit, especially with all these injuries still finishes an RB one overall in the season. Cause I just traded for my first share of James Robinson. So it's your it's fault. Your, it's my fault that he's injured. <laughs> I would be, I would like if I had James Robinson, I would love to sell him to the Derrick Henry owner and get like a 23 first and like a 22 second out of it. I would love to do that. 
Wait, you're selling them to the Derek Henry. Oh, whoever got it. You're not lost. selling for Derek Henry. Whoever just lost. Oh, no. selling for the picks. Got yeah, it. Got I, it got if it, I can get a 23 first and a 22 second for Derek Henry, like, I mean, James Robinson, I feel pretty good about that. I'm a big James Robinson, Robinson truther, but if I could get a 23 first and a second, I would do that as well. James, I mean, again, James Robinson looks good. There's, He's been looks, fantastic. It looks like there's no reason that he shouldn't be the main running back there, but I, I'm still always going to go back to They spent a first round pick on Travis Etienne. Like, you don't spend a first round pick on a running back and not use him. It's as simple as that. Unless you're Pete Carroll. It does not, unless you're Pete Carroll. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> wow. That's that's true. I forgot about Rashad. Chris Carson, Hunter. baby. Woo. <laughs> well, I mean, Bill Belichick did the same thing. Sony Michelle, who needs him? Ah, who needs that guy either? So, right, never mind. First round picks don't matter. <laughs> Another guy off of the year, Jameis Winston, tore his ACL. Done for the year. Kind of sucks for him because he was doing okay. You know, um, wasn't doing fantastic, but he's doing okay. There goes that bull prediction that he'd be a quarterback one out the window with his ACL, but no MCL damage, nothing uh, major there. So it looks like Trevor Simeon got some snaps out there, which is weird because they pay Taysom Hill all this money. He's concussed. Yeah, it was his. In, he was injured. Yeah, that's he, what it was. Yeah, he, he got concussed. He uh, should be back soon. Week though. five or something crazy like that. And he, he didn't play six, seven, or eight. So I thought he was back. That's the thing that I thought he was back by now. No. So yeah, so, yeah, it's a very. Uh, it's uh, I feel like it's his second like long term concussion, but I, I can't remember for sure. Oh, well, the way that he plays football. too, it, it is concerning. But uh, we saw Taysom, we saw the Taysom Hill experiment last year, and he was personally great for fantasy football. But all of the weapons around him kind of suffered, and in particular Alvin Kamara. That was when he wasn't really yeah. getting thrown the ball at all. Simeon looked good. Simeon looked, yeah, he looked, he looked. Just fine. So he got Traquan Smith. All, all the backup quarterbacks looked good this week. Dude, every I, single one of them. Like all of them. Every Cooper every Rush, Mike White, like all these guys. I feel like Trevor Simeon is one of those guys that can come in and finish a game, though. But when you're asking him to start a full week, oh, please save us. He, he's going to look right. exposed um, and, and not very good. So I don't know that that's the long term <laughs> answer there for the rest of the season. I'm guessing it's going to be a mixture, though. I mean, Taysom Hill is probably going to. If he's healthy, take over, don't you guys think? As of right now, I was listening to uh, NFL Live, and they were talking about this specific uh, situation. And they said, as of right now, Taysom Hill would be the guy. He would be the starter. They, they like Simeon enough they would feel okay. But if something were to happen to Hill, they said they'd have interest in both Cam Newton and potentially pulling Phillip Rivers out of retirement. I heard Which that, too. He threw his own name in the hat, Phillip Rivers, that is, saying, right. you know, if – if they were to call, he said, "My high school season's done." I might listen. Yeah, I saw that good meme of uh, like all the all the uh, New Orleans daycare centers are all like rubbing <laughs> their hands together, like, "Yeah, come on, Phil." Uh, he's he's, he's already down there, right? I mean, that's where that's where his high school is, I believe. Yeah, like, he's somewhere in there. the south. I don't know exactly where, but yeah, yeah pretty, pretty it, close. It, uh, so, so many. I mean, every year we talk about these injuries, but it, I mean, it really comes down to like what teams are going to be healthy when it comes to the playoffs. I mean, I'm lucky enough in the Scott Fishbowl. I mean, I, I hit I have some big time hits. You know, Mike Williams, right. Debo Samuel, um, got lucky with the Josh Allen and Kyler Murray picks there. But you know, again, my team state I've not Stay lost up. anybody to health yet, and I'm still undefeated in that league. So it's it's like come on, you know. And I'm looking at the Derrick Henry owners. Uh, I mean, immediately when Henry went down, I went to every league and looked at where like what teams had Henry and who their backups were, and these are all top of the league teams. I'm sure. All none of them had like a loud running back top either, so it's like oh, moving on up. You, you mentioned Kyler Murray. Was there any update on his injury from this past weekend? He had like an ankle. At the end of it, he should be fine. I haven't heard anything. They, I haven't heard anything specifically on him. No, not at all. Okay. Yet, so we'll see. But we saw how injury did affect him last year. He played through it, but it affected his performance over Big the time. second Correct. half of the season. So. Yeah, that's that's a, oh, good it's a shoulder though, not a, Correct. Not an ankle. So Correct. he, he but moves he's a runner. runner. Yeah, he moves around quite a bit. He is a runner. Um, Damian Williams, he hurt his knee. He's questionable. T.Y. Hillens concussed. He's not going to play Thursday night. I believe he's already ruled out. Jalen Reger has got the ankle sprain. He's week to week. Uh, like it matters. Um, that's it. Those are the injuries for this week. <laughs> did did Ray, uh, Reger hurt his knee almost scoring that touchdown? Is that is that the play that he hurt his knee on? I honestly don't know. Okay. That's a good question. Yeah, he had, a, he had a, almost he had like a goal line type of situation where he was like trying to dive, stretch, and he didn't quite it, make yeah, it. Yeah, could have easily been it. I, I think it was that play, but... So obviously, the you know outside of injury, the biggest news this week the came third biggest news. The third big, <laughs> I said the biggest news outside of injury and outside of murder. Um, well, well, okay, not murder, not murder. That's a wrong way. To say. I apologize. That's <laughs> you're right. That's that's uncalled for. Um, tragedy. Um, Calvin Ridley comes out and says, "Hey, I need a break." You know, because he he missed 
a couple weeks ago for personal reasons. We it's had the no London idea. Game, yeah. yeah, we had no idea why. And then he missed it. And he, and he did come out. He's like, oh, he's missing for personal reasons earlier. I'm like, dude, what is going on with Brit? Like, this is something's got to be up. Right. Like, is something going on with a family member? And it comes out, he needs help. Like, he has some personal issues going on, some, you know, mental things that he needs to deal with, you know, wishing him nothing but the best to get through yep. this. He is not retired by any means. So don't sell for any dip whatsoever. No. Whatsoever. It's just. If anything, buy if you can. If you can. I have Calvin Lee, and I've got some, her- you know, atrocious offers. I'm sure. From Tyler Gunther. <laughs> um, this is the Tyler show. It is. Oh, man. It's weird to put his name in the title, man. Yeah. Jeez. Is he's that like, a CEO he's, friend? He's not going to want to listen to this one. No. <laughs> Great guy. Love that dude. I really do genuinely love that dude. But yeah, he sent me these offers for Calvin Ridley. I was like, Tyler, there's no discount here. So if you're gonna, like make an offer that like that's respectable, and then he sent me another offer, I'm like, this is not respectable. He's <laughs> no, like, okay, respectable. I'll give you f- three seconds. Dude, it was like Dearness Johnson some other running back in like a second. And I'm like, what? what? And he's like, what if I throw in Zach with Superflex? What if I throw in Zach Wilson? I was like, that's something at least, but there's no discount here. So if you have Calvin Ridley, you got to hold. I mean, got to. he might not play again this year, but I mean, but he might, he's 20, what? 24 years old. Uh, I think he's a little bit on the older and he was a 25 guy coming old? in. So I think he's yeah. 26, 26. Even. Okay. Yeah. He's 26. Yeah. So not even in his prime yet. And what's already has, there, there's nothing else to do here with Calvin Ridley. It's no, just Cordero it, Patterson to the moon now. It's a hold. There should be no <laughs> discount, and it's and you're fine. You move on. I mean, that's you. You laugh at all the offers at this point. Don't get too frustrated like Rich over here, and and just laugh them off. Like you, you're gonna hold them. It's it stinks if you if you have them on your team. If you're like, who are some of the players you would like? I'll give you a couple of names here. If you have Calvin Ridley, your contender, and you need them, like would you make like DJ Moore? Yes, I would take. I already have DJ Moore over Calvin Ridley. Okay, so you make that so move. You, have, you know me and DJ Moore. Oh, we you're back off very, again. We have this. You were very, in for a little bit there. Matt. <laughs> we have this very sordid relationship. I'm not sure I'd do that one. Debo Samuel, and we're talking on a contender, right? Is you're you're a contender, and like you, yes, need, Debo. Like you, yeah, I would do Debo for this year because if you're on a serious contender, Debo is balling out, man. Go yeah, for he it. leads like the league in air yards. I ever they do just doing unreal statistics. Um, yeah, you, you, you heard me. <laughs> uh, what if we go a little bit older? You know, offered, would you do Devontae Adams? Yes. Definitely. Yeah, contender. I mean, he's, I would as well. He's the top what about, okay, what about a player that's not performing like he did last year? He's not performing at a high level. Somebody else can get back down on the dip and not be as happy with him. Stephon Diggs. I'm, I mean, I'm doing Diggs. I love Diggs. For Calvin Ridley. Yeah, I okay. would do it still. So. Because on a contender, I'm I'm planning to win. So if I can get one that's in the same realm, so I'm talking top sixteen or so receiver. Yeah, I'm probably okay, with well, the exception unless they're like over the age of thirty. Diggs does not fall into. He's like in the <laughs> dynasty. Okay, top okay, yeah. all right. I thought you were talking about win now type of. Would you make that scenario. move, Matt? I'm gonna have to look at the points per game. Josh oh, back out on Josh, Diggs again. Josh Allen. Look at this guy. Josh You're Allen's so wishy-washy. No, no. I, I do like the player. He's not having a great year, though. I'm trying to figure out right now, like, if you're better off just waiting it out. Um, and Ridley could be back in two weeks. Exactly. Could. Ridley could be back, right back there, scoring 15 but, to 18 but points a game. So not pretend like he's had a great season either. No, he is not. Like, we're, we're talking like he's played as a top 10 he's type of guy. He's going through some stuff, <laughs> man. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, yeah, fair, we're, right. we're, we're talking about him like he's been this, like, 20-point-per-game performer. He's been underwhelming when he's played so far this year. I think I think something, I mean, we're talking Calvin Ridley. We're talking uh, Derrick Henry. We're talking. They're, they're a point difference, by the way. A little bit. A digs little, above. Yeah, digs, digs is above. So you would be getting a guy that's scoring more, <laughs> and he's for sure playing on a contender. Yes, I'm taking digs. All right. Yeah, I agree. Um, see, that was the info that I wanted to see, and yes, now I'm on board. Okay, okay, good. I think I think a big thing here to talk about here in dynasty fans football is like when when you lose when we get we were in here in like week eight, week mm-hmm. nine. This isn't week three. This isn't week four. When things like this happen, and you're in first place, like you have to pivot. Right, like you have to, you have to almost prepare to lose some equity, mm-hmm. to lose some value here. Because remember, this this is what we talk about when it comes to championship windows. It doesn't matter how good your team looks on paper. It doesn't matter um, 
how many stud running backs you have or stud receivers. You could have had one in this league with Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, and J.K. Dobbins. Right. It does not matter. Stop These, winning trades. Go out and get good players that you can put in your starting yes. lineup. Don't worry about winning a trade. These win windows are games. so small to win. It's like the you know Super Bowl. It's like we play this game to win, and some people just worry about like future equity, future equity. Like oh, twenty three first. Oh, I can't give it. Like that's two years away, dude. Like this is your window. Like hmm? other teams are losing players. Other people are losing Calvin Ridley. They're losing Derrick Henry. Like. The opposite effect, we're like, oh, that team in first had Calvin Ridley and Derrick Henry on it. Man, like this, I thought I, I thought there was no chance to compete with them. You know, like they went to this Antonio Gibson. Like he's going to care about your, like there's a window. When these windows open up, you have to jump through them with everything you got. You got to go for that real, title. Real quick, on the same line that you were just talking about, what if, what if you had to drop down a potential slight tier in receiver? So what if we were looking at guys like, Mike Williams, Michael Pittman Jr., T. Higgins. Would you trade one of those guys, or would you try to acquire one of those guys on a contender for Calvin Ridley? Absolutely not on okay. T. Higgins. I'll be talking about T. Higgins in this next episode. Um, Teaser. Pittman, though. I would 100%. Has been balling. Yeah. He has been. We're about to talk about him in just a second here. Yeah, but I yeah. would 100%. I, now, listen, I would try and be sleazy on this and try and get like a 23 second on top of Calvin Ridley for Michael Pittman. Um, it's sleaze ball over here. <laughs> sleaze. But I think ball. I honestly today, uh, I mean, let's just we go right in this like Pittman. No, uh, we, we can talk about him now. Is I I need to move up my ranks even higher. I've already had him high. This is somebody we've been we've been big, big on the whole time in this, on this podcast. Um, I would do Calvin Ridley right now, straight up for uh, Michael Pittman because if if I'm a contender, but at the same time, I mean. What are we looking at? We're looking at the number one receiver on his team. So we saw Calvin Ridley, what he did with Julio, dominated. We've seen Calvin Ridley without Julio. So, again, like Matt said, he, he's going through he's some things right here. It's a weird situation. So I'm not going to hold that against Calvin Ridley. I'm going to use eight weeks and hold against him when he's had literally a spectacular career up to this point. Um, but Michael Pittman's the number one receiver on this team. Mm -hmm. We've seen what he could do at the X position so far, and he, he's dominating the targets. And more so, he's producing with those targets. He looks like a bona fide number one X receiver. Yep. The kind of fantasy football receiver that you get a good solid five to seven years out of, of high level. Maybe it's wide receiver five overall. Maybe it's wide receiver 16 overall at some point um, throughout his career. But to me, he looks like he's a bona fide stud. He, he so reminds, I would do that. He reminds me so much of, uh, and I think we even comped him um, to him when we were doing uh, our or film studies and stuff like that. But the more I see him play, he still just reminds me so much of like that Vincent Jackson, just yeah. such a big physical presence and just comes down with the ball. Just always seems to come down with the ball, but he's even showing some, some things after the catch at times too. He's doing a little bit. That's not his forte. That's not his best attribute, but he, but he can get it done there in an offense where, you know, T Y Hilton's hurt again, Paris Campbell's hurt again. They need that guy, and, and it's it's tough to do that when you don't really have a lot else there. The fact that he's been able to produce at this level, uh, especially when the offseason was as messed up as it was with Wentz not being there basically all right, offseason right. and, you know, with the injury and that kind of stuff, like to do what he's been doing is just so incredibly impressive. I mean, I think, I think it does help that he's six foot four and – they can throw it up to him when he's got three guys around yeah. him and he seems to be coming down with the ball. You know what I mean? He, he is really, uh, I don't, I don't want to say he's mastering it because I think he still has room to grow, but he's really doing well in that area. And, and Carson Wentz is trusting him and, and that's, that relationship is only going to grow and get better as these guys um, kind of work together throughout the rest of the season and the rest of their careers. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's, it's headed in the right direction. Everything that we had hoped, I think to see out of him, I'm I'm definitely seeing. I don't know. I'm guessing you guys are as well. Yeah, 100%. the way that we're talking about this. So, um, you know, he's definitely an ascending player. Uh, I, you know, one of these guys that kind of kind of came in a little slow, but now he, now he's really bursting out of the scene. It goes back. To, I've said this multiple times on this podcast when we did our rookie breakdowns of the 2020 rookie wide receivers. When it was all said and done, I ended the the show. Ended my receiver breakdowns going. 
Now that I've watched all these rookies, my final conclusion is I was way too low on Michael Pittman Jr. Like after looking at all these guys as a whole, he belongs in this in this first round. Yep. You know, even in hindsight now, that's a really strong class. Very really strong. strong class. Um, but he's right up there with those guys. He's up there with those AJ Browns, the Justin Jefferson guy. You know what I mean? He's he's up there with that mold of kind of receiver because he's the kind of guy that's gonna get you fifteen points per game. Right, right. You know, he's gonna get you there with those touchdown, big touchdown games, and get you a little bit more. So, going I mean, back to Calvin Ridley, if I had to flip him for that, I feel comfortable with that because I'm getting a young receiver. I mean, what is he? Twenty three years old? Uh, yeah, maybe twenty four. But maybe yeah, 24? he's he's not he's not old. Number one receiver in the team. Not a lot of competition when it comes to uh, other receivers. Twenty twenty four. Okay. okay. Other anybody else they bring in, they would never bring in a player like him to compete with him as well. So he's gonna be the red zone threat. Yeah, more of a slot guy or a speed guy speed or something guy. like that. And you said Vincent Jackson earlier, and I think that is he he has shades of that as well. But you can you can see there's little bits of like Mike Evans almost in him as sure. well. I mean, Absolutely. another another big guy who's just dominant with his size alone, and that, mm-hmm. and that's I mean six foot four, two hundred twenty pounds. He's he's every bit of that and 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 more. I mean, he's just. He's, he's a very good player. And, and the nice part, too, is you have some of these receivers where, you know, we, we talked about some stuff that was obviously concerning what happened with, with Henry Ruggs. But there's a lot of these receivers that are divas, that are right. me guys, that are, you know, off the field concerns or maybe locker room concerns or different things like that. Michael Pittman is like the, the cream of the crop, like so, great kid, smart. Nick Chubb. Yeah, exactly. Very similar mold as Nick Chubb. You Son know. of a former NFL player. So he's been here. He knows he what He knows like. how it works. Yep. Like I, there's just, there's so many positive things going in his direction that, and it doesn't hurt that he's in the division that he is. He gets to play Tennessee. who's not a strong defensive team. He gets to play Houston and Jacksonville twice a year, uh, each of those teams. So that's six of his games every year is against a Tennessee team that does not have a very good defense at this point and two of the worst in the league. Like yep. that's, that's great for his, his future. Yeah. These guys always come around every single year in dynasty that we say the same thing every year. I say the same thing is like, what well, looks like an overpay today will be underpay tomorrow. That's Michael Pittman jr. Right now. If you're out of it for any reason whatsoever, um, and you have a high caliber older wide receiver, 28, 29, a Devonte Adams on your roster, DeAndre Hopkins on your roster, and you're looking to make a lateral move for long-term benefits. Again, this, these are moves you got to make in dynasty. You got to be mm-hmm. smart with them. And sometimes, you know, people are so quick to make trade for draft picks, but we like to focus on are these younger guys that offer. Where the where the arrows just keep like we see that arrow still going up yep. and then the plateau is a is a top sixteen plateau for a couple of years, and that's Michael Pittman Jr. to me. This is to go out and get today kind of player because pretty soon he's going to be in that tier where it's going to be he's going to be much more expensive to get. It's not going to be as easy to do if you have Devonte Adams right now like a contender, a DeAndre Hopkins. Somebody might still not make that trade with you because he's doing so well. You might not be able to make that move. But sometimes on names alone, you can get that done. You can offer Devontae Adams and maybe try and get a 23-second or uh, get a 20, you know, a, a 22-second on top of that for Michael Pittman. But at the same time, guys, like I, I, I'm okay if I'm out of it with one of those old guys. Again, 28, 29, that's not like end-all, be-all. You sure. still got a couple of years. But I would just, if I'm in a kind of a rebuild kind of mode, like I would just rather reset and get Michael Pittman Jr. And, and, and hopefully you, I mean, this was one of the guys that we pushed the hardest in the offseason. I know after week two or three of the season, he was the guy that I said, like, this is my buy for our buy sell episode. Like he, he was one that we pushed over and over and over. So hopefully you bought while he was still pretty inexpensive when people were like, I don't know, they're getting Carson Wentz as their quarterback. And he didn't start off super strong as a rookie. I only had a K year. I mean, you could have gotten him straight up for a late first probably this year with a right around draft time with the hype around Elijah Moore and, you know, all Rashad Bateman and all these guys, you probably could have got close to that straight up for Michael Pittman Jr. So hopefully you went and got him now because his price tag has doubled easily at this point. Yeah. And signs were there. We, you know, when we were talking about the off season early in the year, we mentioned, Hey, look at what he did in the playoffs mm-hmm. at the end of the year, closed it out. Say exactly what he's doing now. Heavily targeted. Um, probably arguably when it comes to young receivers for price tags, because you're always looking for price tags. Yeah. Michael Pittman Jr. Is not cheap, but the price tag is still cheap for what he's going to be worth 12 months from now in my eyes. So, mm-hmm. I am definitely, as you guys and two are as well, advocating, go out there and buy. What might look like an overpay today will be underpaid tomorrow. Um, 
If you're in the middle of the road, you're looking to readjust, this is the perfect guy to go get. Somebody needs running back help, go get Michael Pittman Jr. You got older receivers, go get Michael Pittman Jr. You got an older receiver that's not as high caliber as Devontae Adams, give up your give up that receiver and give up your first round pick. Like it's he's that good. That's I mean, that's how I feel about him. Like I think he's he's in that second tier right now of wide receivers with the potential to get even higher. So love him. With now, let's get into uh, one of our special friends, and that's my bookie. Now, I've been talking so much uh, fantastic things about my bookie over the last couple of weeks, how well I'm doing. And then um, I got all overly glam- glamorous about myself. And over the last two weeks, I've been doing absolutely terrible. So, though, my, my three team teasers, uh, they've involved the Browns. They've hurt me, they've crippled me. I'm back to even. Because I, I <laughs> well, it's at least at least you're not you're I, not in the, the hole. hole. I yeah. got oh yeah yeah, but I got way too confident in myself. I'm over here on talking podcast. I can't lose, which happens to everybody. Not it's a why, heater. It's why when you go to Vegas, <laughs> they give you free drinks, and the buildings are so shiny. Um, but listen, if you can, so if you you, know, you got to break, you got to buck that trend. I'm gonna hop right back in the horse. I already played another three team teaser. I'm very confident. I bet half my money on it. Uh, Ooh. We'll see. We'll see. Here, here comes you the, are very confident. Here comes the hole. Never mind. <laughs> I'll let you guys know how it goes next week, or hit me up like as always on Twitter. See what my uh, my big uh, get out of the hole teaser is. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Um, but right now, you go to my bookie and get yourself out of a hole, get yourself into a hole, or get yourself a lot of monies at my bookie. When you gamble, you're always looking to get that edge, and that's what my bookie does for you. They double your first deposit when you sign up. They give you that leg up. So if you use that promo code Nerds, you're getting double your first deposit. You gotta use that promo code Nerds though to get that free. Money, because you're going to need it. Definitely if you've been playing like I have for a while. <laughs> to kick off that win season. This this weekend, lay the points with Arizona as they continue streaking in San Francisco. And with the two top 10 offenses and the Titans and Rams going toe-to-toe on Sunday night, you can safely smash it over at my bookie. Just don't take my word for it. Head to my bookie. Sign up. Use that promo code NERDS. Get that free money. Double down. Start winning today. Remember, good friends don't let friends win alone. Right? That's why I was trying to help you guys out early. You're, you're trying. So have your buddies use your referral link so you're eligible to receive an additional 250% bonus on their first deposit. It's Ooh. unlimited to redeem so all of your friends can join the party at my bookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie using the promo code NERDS. All right. Now we get to talk about prediction strike. Dot com. Uh, some stocks on some certain players definitely took a, a little bit of a nosedive this Ooh, week. Derrick Henry. Uh, Derrick Henry is obviously one of those players. Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs. He, I, they might have removed his name. I don't know. Like it, It's not looking good there. So, uh, But there's still opportunity to get in on some of these maybe lower tier guys, guys that maybe haven't risen up the board yet. It'd be tough to buy Michael Pittman Jr. at this point with how well he's playing. Hopefully you invested in the offseason. the season, yeah, that would have been the time. I forgot to sell my Sam Darnold shares. Oh, no. That didn't didn't pan out. That didn't pan out too well. Ouch. That dude took a good lick this weekend. Did you see that? Yeah, he did. He got concussed. Licking dudes. Uh, (laughs) uh, But... (laughs) I don't know how you recover. Uh, <laughs> but if you go to predictionstrike.com, that's exactly what you get to do. Not lick dudes, but you do get to <laughs> buy, sell, and hold shares of players just like you would the stock market. Uh, if you go there and you use promo code DYNASTY, you can receive a free share, maybe a Michael Pittman Jr., uh, with your first deposit of $20 or more. That's promo code DYNASTY at predictionstrike.com to receive your free share with your first deposit of $20 or more. They revamped their website, too. They, they've been pumping out, like, yeah. ads and stuff. Like, I've seen them all over the place lately. It I haven't seen like them way up. more now. They're, like, kind of it's, uh, it's completely revamped. Looks Looks great. They did a great job. Use that promo code NERD so you get all that free stuff. That's right. Yeah. No, use promo code Dynasty. Dynasty, yeah, like Rich said. God, Rich. Yeah, dude, stop putting words in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so now we're going to close out the show with a little treat here. We're going to be talking, you know, we try to do midseason every single year, the 2022 rookie class. How's it looking right now? Now, I always say I don't start watching these rookies until after the season. I'm too... Right. Like more than knee deep, like I'm literally ear deep in uh in in regular football. Like I can't put the time in that you nerds put in uh in college and regular NFL. regular yeah. football. College yeah. doesn't count. 
It's yeah. not room. It's not, yeah. it's not yeah. really college Pretend really football. It doesn't count until they're ready to come to the NFL. That's the only time I'll give them a time of day. Unless they play for Ohio State. Um, <laughs> well, we got a couple Ohio State guys to talk about. We All do. Right. Yeah. So, obviously, we're, you know, our, our lead, with our, we have the nerd score, nicenerds.com. Um, Garrett, you want to explain to the peeps what the nerd score is? Yeah, the nerd score is basically we take a, a few different uh, rankers that are going to spend a stupid amount of time watching film. And when we say stupid amount of time, we're talking at very, very, very minimum, like four or five games. But most of these guys were talking seven, eight, nine games that we're watching every single play, breaking it down, breaking it down, breaking it down. And then we go in and we rank all of these different attributes uh, on a scale of one to 10. And we even use half point increments. Uh, so it could be like an 8.5 or different things like that. And then it comes up with basically what is a tape score, or we call it our nerd score. Uh, and then we average all of those guys together, and we get our final nerd score. So, like, I have my individual ones. Jared has his individual ones. And sometimes we'll share our individual scores. Each, just so, just each so, attribute has its own weight to it, too. Which one, which one of you guys is the Russian judge given sixes? <laughs> well, don't trust uh, Garrett with his jump ball. Uh, oh, yeah. Ability. <laughs> yeah. It was contested catch. Contested it wasn't. That's why we have more than one person right. doing we, it. So, so remember, right. before Justin Jefferson even came into the NFL, this guy I over gave here him an eight, was which rank, is really was, high. Was breaking down on Justin Jefferson's contested catch, and we were like, "Dude, Justin Jefferson, do so you realize? Good. Do you realize a player now that I had higher than him? Because there was only like three or four, and one of them was Michael Pittman Jr." Man, were we right on Justin Jefferson? Yeah. Woo! Contested. Contested. We were so wrong on Russian judge <laughs> Garrett Price. Hey, dude, and, a I lot of people. Some, I think it's go. A lot of people try to trade. For, uh, people called the Jets about Denzel Mims today, and they told him hard no. Hard no. Which is so weird. It's so weird. Then yeah. use him. Yeah, take the shackles off his ankles, you prisoners. Jets wait, are you, dumpster fire no, prisoners. Wait, not you prisoners. You uh, who keeps people in Jail prison? Guards. Jailers. Yeah, I, think, I think it's important to note, Garrett. We do the nerd score prior to the NFL draft so Correct. that there's no draft capital bias in yes. our scores. Exactly. Because we want to say like just solely based on the tape and the tape alone, this is where we have. So these aren't necessarily our rankings because we might rank things slightly different based on the draft, based on injury history, based on, you know, certain narratives about players, you know, uh, off the field stuff or whatever. So it's not necessarily our final rankings, but what we've come to find over the past few years is most of the time, it would have been just as good, if not better, just to stick with the tape grades only. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we had a few misses, and, and that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, you're not going to hit, you know, bat a thousand. Austin Watkins. Uh, yeah, I love, I still love Austin Watkins. I know. Darn broken it's a foot. shame. I think uh, he got picked up. He got picked up. Did he? Yeah. Hopefully he's that. Walking the streets. He's, he's on a practice squad. But uh, so, yeah, we're, we're not going to get everything perfect, obviously. Uh, but it is a good tool to say, okay. Before the draft, before so so and so went to Cincinnati and so and so went to Miami and so and so, you know, this is what we thought of these players. So that's kind of how that happens. But even before we get to that point, we're already looking at Debbie guys. We're going through all of these different names, and so we wanted to kind of give you guys just a, a what was that a forty thousand foot view, ten thousand foot view, whatever it is, the very high view mm-hmm. of what this class looks like, some of the names to keep in mind, how it compares to past classes, future classes. We're not gonna spend a ton of time, but at the trade deadline, I even had somebody message me this week about this, asking, you know, I, I don't really know what to do at the deadline. I don't know exactly how to compare some of these classes. This will hopefully give you a good idea of how to do that. Yeah, a little a little uh, preview of the 2022 class. And remember, the nerd score is available at dinosaurs.com for a nerd. Remember, it's a little perk. This will be the year three of us doing the nerd score as well. Yep. Um, so we're starting to get a little bit of a uh, back uh, log of proof of why it works. Yeah. And so far, what we've seen over two years is, it's working. Absolutely. This is strictly tape. and We we will be adding an analytics-based score here soon, too. So we'll have best of both worlds. Yep. Um, and where we do watch the tape is in the Nerd Herd Prospect Film Room, which is available to Nerd Herd subscribers, too. Yeah, we so. have all the film on the rookies. Everything for every game is broken down. You can watch the entire player's game in five minutes on Ninesnerves.com. So you can watch all these rookies every yep. single game they do and break these down for yourself. And that thing is just growing weekly. Oh, it yeah. is so much film. Yep. So Love much it. film. So obviously to lead the way here um, is going to be our producer, Jared Wackerly, who's one of our lead Debbie guys and Garrett Price. So I'll let you guys kind of take it from here and then uh, 
Matt and I will just chime in if we need to because you guys got all the answers and I just have questions. Uh, Rich and I are just going to thumb wrestle over here. And <laughs> <laughs> you got a big thumb, dude. <laughs> uh, Jared, I know you and I were even talking yesterday specifically about this quarterback class, but give me your overview right now of what you think about the 22 class. We have a list here, and this is just preliminary of – we ended up with the top six. We couldn't agree on a top five, uh, but six guys that are probably the most interesting. Sam Howell, Malik Willis, Matt Coral, Desmond Ritter, Carson Strong, Kenny Pickett. Don't hold us to that order. That's going to change 16 times as we dig into the tape a little bit more. But Jared, thoughts overall on the quarterback class and maybe some specific players. So this year coming into the season, a lot of people had Spencer Rattler as QB1 for <laughs> Oklahoma. Not me. But he has lost his starting quarterback job at Oklahoma. So it's assumed that he's probably going to be transferring. So we kind of just take him out of this class completely. But this year we don't really have a guy or guys that are like the guy you've been waiting for. That's going to come out and be that quarterback. So mock drafts are all over the place with who's going to be the first quarterback taken, where they're going to be taken. And it's just, it's kind of a wash. So right now I think Malik Willis from Liberty He's probably going to be the first quarterback off the board. He offers that running back at the quarterback position that we all covet in fantasy football, and he's got a live arm. He's probably got the best arm in the class, personally. Arm strength. Arm strength, and he's yes. accurate. He's, he's a good quarterback. He is. Um, he's turned the ball over a surprising amount, though, compared to his level of competition. Yeah, last three weeks, I think he has seven turnover-worthy plays, oh, according to PFF. Um, but he's just going to give you that rushing floor that you love, and I think right. – those tools are super hard to find. So I think he's going to be an early first round pick. Um, so we love first round picks. Um, we do. Yeah. Would you say from, um, for this class, from a super flex standpoint, is this the weakest quarterback class we've seen in some time? It's definitely the weakest at the top. Absolutely. For sure. Because, you know, we've had, we've had Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields and Zach Wilson last year uh, and Trey Lance, like all those guys. We had Joe Burrow and Tua and Herbert. We had, you know, even, even Kyler Murray, we were pretty high on. We liked Haskins, but obviously that didn't pan out as well, but not all these guys are going to pan out typically, but we've had several very strong classes in a row. And even before that, then there was, you know, the Baker and Josh Josh Allen and all these. So we've had so many good classes where, there, if there wasn't a clear-cut one, there were two or three guys that were worthy of going towards the top. Here, I would argue, at this point, based on what I've seen, and I'm not a quarterback guru, but I, there's nobody that I would feel good. If I'm an NFL team, there's nobody I feel good about taking in the top 10, let alone number one overall. So, uh, Jared, this is this is always how you look at it, and this is very much so how I'll look at it, especially this season. Whatever the draft ends up saying is probably where I'm going to be ranking for the most part. You know, if Sam Howell's the top quarterback off the board or Matt Coral or whoever it ends up being, Malik Willis, that's probably going to be one of, if not my top guy, because right now you could tell me any one of these guys goes, you know, one goes 15th and one goes 20th and, you know, whatever, and I'd believe you. And you could tell me that the same guy could be in the third round and I would believe you. There's so much that goes into evaluating the quarterback position. I don't like to spend too much time from a guy that's evaluating from my computer desk um, at home. Uh, I'll, I'll look at these guys and wait to see what the draft capital says, but we're not in meeting rooms with them. We don't get to pick their brain. We don't understand exactly what they're asked of in their current offense that they're in. So it's so hard for us to like say who's going to be a stud in the NFL. You know, it's so hard to talk to, to predict how things are going to play out. You know, what coaching staff do they go to? Do they go to like an Adam Gay situation? Mm-hmm. You know, all that kind of all that kind of stuff. So I just want to know who's going to be a first round pick, see who the first round picks are, because obviously they're going to get the opportunity earlier than the others and make my decision at that point. And I think Malik Willis is going to be a first round pick and he's going to give us that rushing floor that we want. And I could see Philly, you know, they have they're probably gonna have like what, three top fifteen picks yep. this year. So I could see them replacing Hertz with one of these guys. And I think Malik Willis offers a bigger arm. He's better on the ground. He's way more elusive. He's faster, I think. Um, so I could see him going there. Um, Matt Corral is a Heisman favorite. I think Kenny Pickett and him, Kenny Pickett's a late riser this year from Pitt. And he's been, a, he's a guy that you've been high on for a while. Yeah. I've been talking about him for two years now. Um, 
he's had like a Joe Burrow like ascension this year. I was actually just looking at his numbers because uh, I knew that you were going to come to him because I, I I remember you talking about him a bit and and he's already doubled his output from the from the touchdowns and he's had a big jump in his completion percentage from sixty one to sixty nine. So it's yeah he does look like a guy that that's real and he, and his interceptions have dropped. Mm. Um, you know he had nine last year. He's only he's only has three throughout the year. So he is a guy that looks like he's he has taken a nice step here in his senior year and and you know who knows where that could you know end up uh, when when the whole process starts and all that you know it does he does he in, you know go to the senior bowl if he if he's at the senior bowl he does will. he ball out there he's a senior bowl he, guy for sure yeah so mm-hmm. he does feel like a senior bowl guy he's, coming on kind of late so he's like what they, people are calling super seniors now he's a fifth year senior so he decided to stay in school last year i think he had like a day 3 grade that's reported that was given mm-hmm. to him so he decided to come back and yeah he's definitely improved his draft draft stock he's killing it at Pitt this year Let's move on because as much fun as it is to talk about quarterbacks, <laughs> I didn't get to talk about Carson Strong or argue about Ritter. <laughs> I do, I do love Ritter. Uh, he he reminds me. I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, it's a former, recent former first round quarterback, but people don't love the kid. He he reminds me a lot of Jordan Love. Okay. Uh, well, he's a really good athlete, pretty strong arm, but definitely struggles with accuracy. I like the Kaepernick. I, I like to comp him the Kaepernick a okay, little bit. Similar type of player, similar, like. Not as accurate, not as consistent throwing the ball, but a really good athlete, like you said. Yeah, and he's been winning a lot of big games. They're undefeated. They yeah. they went toe to toe with Georgia last year in the bowl game. They beat Notre Dame. So he he's done a lot of impressive things so far. But there's definitely some legitimate accuracy concerns J- in J- his game. Where are we at on time? Are we? Uh, uh, fifty five minutes. Okay, all right. all right. We got a little bit of time still. Yeah, I mean, we could always spill some of this over into the into the nerd herd episode as well. If you know, if we're going a bit too long. Uh, let's touch on the running backs here real quick because it's, you know, this is the funny part about this class is usually at least at one or two positions, it's like clear who the top guy is at all of these positions. It's still very up in the air. I think wide receivers, the closest to consensus, but would you say Brad wide receivers, clearly the strength of this class? I would say so. Yes. hundred yes. percent. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's, yep. I mean, that's what all the mild things I've been and looking at on the outside, everything says like all the top grades are all on the receivers. Exactly. Yep. I think this is going to be a year where like super flex tight end premium leagues, where you would typically get that like bump into the second round of some of these running backs and receivers. I think there's not going to be as much of one this year because right. the quarterback class and tight end classes are kind of down as far as like top heavy goes. Yep. So um, you're definitely going to want an earlier pick if you're trying to get one of these really good receivers. Uh, so the five names that we have down that are the most interesting right now, uh, Isaiah Spiller, Kenneth Walker, who uh, another guy that you were really high on, Jared, and he's had an unbelievable season for Michigan State. He might even be the fa- favorite for the Heisman at this point, despite being a running back. Uh, Brees Hall out of Iowa State, Zamir White out of Georgia, and then Zach Charbonnet, he was, who was a Michigan player, transferred to UCLA and has played infinitely better uh, out on the West coast there. So any thoughts on, on these five players? Um, I'll give you my ranks of them real quick. Yeah. Uh, we don't have to go into too much detail on these guys uh, right now, dude. I got, I got Charbonnet as RB one. Okay. Right now. Then I got Spiller, Kenneth Walker, then Brees Hall. And then if I have to rank Zemir white fifth um, here, I will. Who's running back like Cincinnati? Zemir. He's like Ford, Ford, Jerome Ford. Yeah. yeah Jerome Ford. And he'd be right on the fringe here. He might even yeah. be five for me. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so do you think, do you think these five or these six we throw in Ford here, do you think in the right situation, these guys offer, you know, fancy football upside? Where would you put this running back class? Like and if I had to say on a scale of one through 10, right? Obviously 10 being the best class of all time, one being the worst class of all time. Where would you two rank this running back class? Go enter in week nine, in the NFL season three. Three, that's bad. Yeah, I would say probably like five. So you okay. think it's an average class? Yeah, I think all five of these guys are could carry a an NFL workload. I, I don't think of any one of these guys are first round players. Near to right? No, okay, we don't so have we a first round that. Back it's even here. harder to do in today's NFL. Anyways. For sure, but right. we had two this past year. I mean, we had Etn and Najee. Yeah, but Najee was a, a home run, anyways. Sure. So, and Javante was right on the fringe there. He was what the fourth or fifth guy in. So it, in this day and age, you're looking at. Can you be a second round pick? Can you mm-hmm. be a third round pick? Like that's where the juice is. I think we got a lot of third round picks I think, right here. I think okay. this is a mostly third round picks. And that's the thing. Like we didn't necessarily consider last year a strong running back class. I would easily have all three of those top guys 
ahead of these guys. Like, and it's not that close. Okay, here's a guy. Where would Michael Carter fit into here? Because I like Michael Carter coming out. Knowing what we know now or as a prospect? I think we got to do it as a prospect. As a prospect. Because I had my, I like Michael Carter's film. I thought he was pretty solid. I liked him a lot. I think I had him at six. I had uh, Kenneth Gainwell was my fourth. Okay. I would like four of these guys more than Michael Carter as a prospect. I think it would be. And there's some good opportunity this year to go out there and get on some teams. Miami's going to be looking for a running back. Houston's going to be looking for a running back. There's going to be teams out there this year looking for an opportunity to get one of these guys. So the, one of these guys has potential to be the and being this year's 1-1 one, one, an opportunity when they end and up I, in Miami, they end up in Houston. I, I know Jared's not quite as high on Zamir White as I am. Uh, Zamir White was the top running back in his class when he came out, uh, but he had some some knee injuries. Two ACL sur- surgeries. Yep, so back knees. coming in, and and so those first two years were, were all jacked up, but he's gotten progressively better and more explosive, uh, and, but he has that prototypical size that you want to see. He's a Georgia running back. He's been coached up well. He actually reminds me, if you take away the top end speed, there are shades of Nick Chubb style playing where he's just a physical downhill. He's going to make smart decisions kind of player, but I, I don't think he's got the explosiveness that a remember, Nick Chubb. T- remember, has. But remember that's what we were worried about Nick Chubb too. Like when he was coming out because of his ACL injury and he yeah. was, the, he was a year removed. Like, dude, I just don't know if he has that, the explosive to get to the outside edge there. I, I remember specifically talking about, about Nick Chubb, like going, man, he's a really fine running back. Loved him before the injury, but like, can he get, like, does he have the speed to get out outside edge? And now look at him, literally one of the most elite running backs in the NFL today. So you got to be careful. You know, Frank Gore, two ACL injuries before he came into pros, healthy for literally since the dinosaurs were roaming the earth. It's still out there today. Um, Look what he did for the Chiefs. Um, (laughs) Yeah, but I I do think, I think best case scenario, we're looking at a mid-second for any of these guys. That's good, though. That's really good, though. Like we said, there's no generational type guy, but no. I think there's a bunch of two to three year window guys that we like to, like okay. to talk I d- about. I did like Zamir White when we looked into him last year because wasn't there a, po- yeah, a point we, when when he was we thought senior. he might come yep. out, mm-hmm. especially with it being a weaker running back class depth wise. Right. Um, but I will say there might be a hair more depth in this class than there was in last year's class. Yeah, I think there's some guys we're leaving off like right. Kyron Williams, Jerome Ford. Yep. Um, they're all solid. Yep. players. So I do think there's more potential depth where we'll see more second, third, fourth round picks overall. And remember, it's about year. opportunity. I mean, look at this, how many teams could could draft a running back in the second and third round next year. Buffalo. Buffalo easily, yep. New England. Miami. Um, not Tennessee. Not Jacksonville. Houston. But Tennessee might be looking for somebody. I mean, at this point, I know, but he still wouldn't be like to the point no. where he's high draftable. Houston is four. Atlanta probably. Um, Atlanta. I'm not that far yet. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Philly potentially would be five. They're potentially looking at somebody. I'm trying to beat you. Um, Chicago, maybe Detroit. No, Tampa Bay could be six. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not Carolina. Atlanta seven. Arizona eight, and that the Rams nine potentially with Acres. We'll see how it comes together. And that, yeah, maybe maybe Seattle. So there's, they, don't, they don't have a draft. Pick oh, definitely Seattle like because years from now. But Car- Carson, yeah, you're the right. Rams, with, with Carson's yeah. injuries yeah, and DJ stuff Dallas. in his neck, yeah. and how things have gone. So that's yeah. nine potential spots to get yep. your juices flowing on these running backs. Just to give you a little heads up when it comes to this twenty-two, because I mean the 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 thing out there right now is like oh twenty-three, 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 twenty-three. But like some of these running backs who like you said it's about a five, you give it a three. Um, I just I don't get, think it's an average class. I think it's I a can see. Class. I know, but I mean, it's just about opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. So that could skyrocket a little bit. Um, we're running out of time here, so let's get let's hit on some of these receivers real quick, and we'll yeah. be real thin on the tight ends. Tight, gonna, tight end is not there. an exciting class overall. Watermeyer and Billingsley have the most yeah, upside. Trey McBride, I guess, is an honorable mention we didn't have on here. Jimmy Ruckert's look good at his time at Ohio State, yeah, and I use a lot, fine. but he's look good. The, we'll say Grant Calcaterra. He was considered like the tight end one of this class yeah, for well, a long time. OU. Had a lot of concussion issues. Left o- OU, took a year off. Now he's back at. SMU and he's looked good. He's played well. Uh, but yeah, the wide receiver position, if this is probably the closest position to having a consensus, I think probably eight out of 10, nine out of 10 would tell you Traylon Burks is probably the top prospect. He's like in this great. class, dude, there's some dog, like there's a few dogs that I want to have. Yep. yep. Burks looks really good. Garrett Wilson looks really good. Yep. Alave looks really good. So Drake London is mm-hmm. my wide receiver too from USC, and he actually just fractured his ankle, so he's out for the rest of the year this past weekend. So that'll be interesting to see. You know, it's always tough when guys have those injuries like that. Do they end up coming out? Do they end up going back to school? That's going to be a tough one to see. Another guy that 
should probably be on this list, but he's missing the entire season due to an ACL injury. George Pickens, there yeah. was arguments yeah. as far as like physicality and you know the ability to make plays. He could have been the top wide receiver in this class. Like AJ Green type guy, exactly, and yeah. maybe even more physical than than AJ Green. And yeah, you know he he could have been up there as well. Um, Ross from Clemson, Justin mm-hmm. Ross, uh, you know, great rookie year, really solid sophomore campaign. Then all of that stuff came out with his, his health. Receiver classes as the se- as the college football season has gone on, it's definitely just keeps improving. Yes. So the hard part for a lot of us dynasty players is if for most teams, that's probably our strength because we've had so many good rookie wide receiver classes yeah. in a row mm-hmm. that it's like. I'm excited about the opportunity to get more good young receivers, but chances are that's probably not what your team needs. So it's where the value throw me a freaking bone here <laughs> with a running back, please. Yes. So <laughs> that that's the tricky part, but absolutely lots of I mean, even so, David Bell, not the most athletic player, but just a really, really solid receiver. Uh, was a great compliment to Rondell Moore because just you're more tip, like a Keenan Allen type of guy. Yeah. Possession, move the chains. His produced since his true freshman year. Really yep. good route runner. 6'2", really 205 can be like an alpha. Ass- or- Assuming George Pickens comes out, Jared, give me your top five receivers in order. Okay, so I got Traylon Burks as wide receiver one. I have, so Traylon Burks, 6'3", 225. Super fast. Probably going to run a 4'3". Yeah. And insane ball skills. But the weird thing with him is he runs like 90% of his routes from the slot. Yeah. And I think that's more of a product of Arkansas not having good quarterbacks. I think he's had four or five different quarterbacks, and they're just trying to find ways to get him the ball. They line up as running back. He makes big-time plays. He's like a bigger LaVisca Chenault. Yeah, big-time plays. Um, He he looks... Hands are humongous. I mean, he's one of those... He's just a freak. Yeah. So he's a guy that's going to get picked early, and you want to have... And just take that shot on a guy like you think, that. You think right now the clear consensus one one for the twenty twenty uh, two rookie class? It's tough to say right now. Just but I, if yeah, I had to pick right that now, two, I would yes, take yes, Traylon Burks. Okay, um, and Drake London would be my wide receiver too. He's six five, two ten, former basketball USC, player. Played played on USC's basketball team for two years. Kind of like a Mike Evans type guy. Ray, Ray Garvin comps him to Brandon Marshall. He's probably going to win the Bolitnikoff this year if he didn't get hurt. He's a beast. Um, so those are guys that are like two, like just guys you don't come around very often. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would have Garrett Wilson from Ohio State, David Bell, and then probably Chris Olave right now. That's a solid top rankings. five. Yeah, that's a solid top five. Uh, just flip. Uh, so Pickens Wilson. is out. Your top five. Yeah, for right now he is. He okay. he was really raw still. He really okay. he was still raw. Flip uh flip London and Wilson at two and three and it'd basically be the same. Uh, but I would if he comes out, I would consider Piggins at my fifth. But but it is it's just so tough to you didn't see anything from him this year. You don't know how he recovered from the injury. But if you're talking about a ceiling play, I mean that is a that is a ceiling play. Yeah, Wilson's got really elite ball skills, um, really good body control, great body control. control. Yep. I mean he's. He's a playmaker to the next level. level. Chris Olave, again, I guess speaking of Ohio State guys have been watching their whole career. Yeah. R- really solid route slot, runner. Slot really good level. hands. One of those like real solid guys that's kind of come in here, kind of like what Cooper Cup gives you, right? You know, like mm-hmm. come in here and just give you, you can see 10 targets, catch eight footballs for 98 yards and a touchdown on a weekend we got basis in the right system. So the reason we do this is when you're training for picks, when you're making moves, like what's there, what's there ahead of me? Sounds like the 22 class offers some potential here. You know, obviously sure. in Superflex, the value might be at receiver and running back this year. But, hey, as long as you're giving me talented players, it all works out in the end. You mentioned there's been a good influx of wide receivers. We've seen it now. Teams need receivers. Yep. Even right now. it's There's never too Tennessee's much. Tennessee's not upset about it being a deep receiver class. Not at all. So, mm-hmm. That's it. That's this week's show. Hopefully all the information helped you uh, and helped your dynasty teams. We'll be back next week talking about week nine and hopefully your favorite player and your stud is still healthy and still playing for the rest of the year. And if not, we'll talk about it. See you next week, Nerd Herd. Adios.